The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. We're broadcasting from Fountain Hills, Arizona, and I'm so absolutely delighted to have you with us today, whether you're listening to the live show or whether you're listening to a download later, you're always welcome at the Self-Improvement Show. The show's brought to you by Slim Roast Coffee by Valentis. This is great coffee that helps you lose weight. I've lost 35 pounds so far. The CEO of Valentis has lost 50. And there are weight loss numbers coming in from every direction. For more information, go to the Self-Improvement blog. You'll see their ad in the right sidebar. While you're there, read the bio and see the picture of today's guest. Read the book review and the article by Fran Shaw in the featured section on using your cell phone to call your high self. It's just great a great article. Ashley Franshaw owns the homepage of the blog today, and rightly so, and you'll find out why. If you go to Amazon and search for the keyword self-help, You'll get 420,884 results. That was as of this morning. If you search for spirituality, you get 297,848. Isn't this exciting? If you search for self-improvement, you'll get 72,056 books that you could read. Anyway you look at it, that's a lot of books telling you how to be and what to believe and how to live your life. There are a lot of contradictions. Some tell you one thing and others tell you the exact opposite, and they do it with great conviction. My question is, who's right? Is it the one who's written and sold the most books? More importantly, who is the expert on your life? We talk a lot about going within. Okay, there are 92,848 books on meditation and 61,072 on going within, which is the right one for you to read. Now, who's your guru? Who's your master teacher? I suggest, I suggest that you are. But for help, who can you trust and who should you follow? We're going to talk about some of these things today with Fran Shaw. Fran Shaw is a longtime practitioner in a spiritual discipline. She's also a university professor and an award-winning author whose books include Notes on the Next Attention, Writing My Yoga, Poems for Presence, 
50 Ways to Help You Write, and of course, Lord Have Murphy, Waking Up in the Spiritual Marketplace. A talented editor and writing coach, Fran teaches at the University of Connecticut at Stanford and conducts workshops across the country. She engages people in writing experiments that begin with a shift into greater awareness from which words freely flow. I need to take her course. What interests Franshaw most is writing from a conscious state, writing as a vibrational practice to become and help others become a transcribing agent serving higher energies. It is my absolute delight to welcome Franshaw to the Self-Improvement Show. Fran, welcome. Hello, Irene. Hello, everybody. <laughs> You've been on the radio before, haven't you? I love it. Ooh, only apart- during the last month. <laughs> <laughs> apart from the bio, tell us about yourself. Who is Fran Shaw? Oh, we're going to start with the most difficult question. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah, we always start there. That's always my first question. I think I forgot to warn you. Oh, no, that's okay. It's just that you warned me, and now I'm thinking on all the different levels. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Who is Franshaw? Who am I? Am I? I mean, it just goes on and on. Um, I guess, I mean, you really said a lot about the details of, of pers- the personal history. Um, Fran, me, I sort of came out of the womb writing uh, at uh, six years old. You know, I wrote and you know, put on a play. I did one when I was uh, in fourth grade also. And when I was young, I, I got published when I was eight in a national magazine, just writing, you know, it just came out there writing. And then for a long time, um, I, you know, I started teaching at the university level, teaching, teaching writing. And I stopped, um, well, I mean, I wrote a number of different books, uh, mostly with experiments that would help others sort of get past writer's block and tap into this uh, creative energy that can, you know, uh, become the, the, the compelling force uh, in one's writing, if you can tap into something that really, really gets you interested. But I stopped writing for a while because I felt I didn't have anything really to say, and then I started up again when I felt I really had something to say and that, something that I should say, and it had a lot to do with what you're talking about, the spiritual marketplace. You know, we're just inundated now. How does one find one way, uh, the way? And uh, Murphy says, as Murphy says in Lord of Murphy, you know, how do I find my way in this maze of sages, you know? Okay, the next question then is, who is Murphy? Who is Murphy? That's a really good question because, you know, this this book is very much different from any other book that sort of comes through me. And it's I from any other book in the marketplace, and it's wonderful. <laughs> I know that's so funny because that's what uh, a number of people have said. I've never read anything like it. You know, uh, it's a little bit challenging, uh, but while you're belly laughing, you know, it takes you, puts you through your paces. But the Murphy sort of it was very interesting because I was I was on sabbatical. I was trying to write about. Uh, higher consciousness because I had just read some things that sort of were disturbing. But every time I tried to write about it, and this is after decades of really, really working in a, in a discipline and continuing in this moment to work, uh, that I, I felt very frustrated about it. And I had these drawings with me. There were pictures that Bruce M. Sherman had done. No one's seen them. They're very witty drawings about, you know, higher consciousness and the search for higher consciousness. Very funny. 
uh, next to one of the kneeling, kneeling man, there was a, the words, Lord, have mercy. And then all of a sudden, it just made me smile. I thought, of course, you have to do this with humor because we're really making spinach out of this subject. And it's, oh, yeah. It's, it's unfortunate because it's such a joy to, to experience a shift into a higher level of consciousness. It's, it's like coming home, you know, this freedom and energy and all these wonderful things. So I wrote the words, Murphy here, and all of a sudden this voice came out, and it was a very funny voice, and it's a voice that was started talking about the difficulties of writing about higher consciousness, that, you know, there's this mystery in you, the, the challenge of, you know, writing about the mystery and putting one's hands all over it, or, or you know, uh, believing in the one who thinks he knows, and uh, sounding holier <laughs> than Tao, and so he's, Murphy's, right, Murphy's voice is doing this, I'm laughing at the computer, my husband in the other room thinks I'm, what was happening? She was so frustrated, and now she's laughing, you know. So Murphy just took over for exactly four months, which is the exact time I was on sabbatical and had to write. For exactly four months, the book came out. Uh, whatever the topic was, Murphy has his opinion about it, and it, he just kept me laughing throughout the book, and then the book was done, and then I, the voice was, that was it. That was all I could do. And you haven't talked to Murphy since? Well, you know, every time I'm, you know, I'm writing these articles, and uh, every time I have a topic that I want to write about, um, I write it, I show it to my husband, and he says, well, let Murphy write it. You know, he's so much funnier than you are. So um, maybe I can, <laughs> I've got a new website, FranshawBooks.com, so maybe I can get Murphy to blog on it. I don't know. <laughs> While we're here, tell people how you can, oh, that'd be fun if Murphy blogged. Um, t- uh, tell people how they can find you, uh, how they can find your book. Oh, sure. The uh, book is, of course, you can just go to FranshawBooks.com. That has my last three books. They're all about attention because the Murphy book really, although it's got these wonderful drawings and it's really funny, it's really about different qualities of attention and, and finding that quality of attention in oneself that really can become your teacher, as you were speaking of earlier. And the other place, of course, is Amazon.com. The uh, hardcover, which is a beautiful book, is on Amazon.com. There's now a Kindle version, and it's also in, you know, the other digital formats. It's in Barnes & Noble, from the Nook. It's, you know, the iBookstore for the iPad. Uh, so you can find it there and on Amazon. Let me ask you, in the, in the Kindle versions or in the ebook versions, is the art included? Because that's oh. such an important part of the book. Oh, I'm so glad you like the art. I mean, I, we people just love the art. It's just so provocative and simple, and but funny and interesting. Yes, the art is not only included, but it's lit from behind. You know, when oh, you're see, uh, look at I'll have iPad, to I'll have to download it on my Kindle so I can oh, see that. <laughs> it's so beautiful when it's lit. You know, it's like oh my goodness, it's lit. You know, the the iPad uh, version looks beautiful. So absolutely, the art is there. All the color, everything is, is there um, on the digital versions. I'm really glad to hear that because some digital versions don't have some of the illustrations, and, and your book is filled with this wonderful art. And I'm thinking, I w- I'm glad I have a hard copy, not an ebook. And now, hey, you can get it on the ebook. So, hey, everybody, um, after the show, <laughs> after the show, go get this book in a hard hardbound copy or. 
ebook and, and enjoy the art as well as the words. <clears throat> there are you can see the drawings me- also if you don't have to want to buy it. If you can see the, you can see the drawings, uh, some of them on FranshawBooks.com. If you just want to take a look at the art, it's uh, and some of the pull quotes from 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 Murphy. You can get a taste of it there. A really good taste oh, of it but, there. But this needs more than a taste. You need the whole <laughs> on this book. Uh, <clears throat> every page just you know ha- had me cracked up, and then um, there's some serious stuff inside some of this funniness and you really get it because you've been completely involved with it with with your humor and you know you've you've involved I don't know how I can't speak for everybody else but you involved me in such a way that sometimes I had to go back and read it several times because there was so much in there as well as the laugh that was created there's a number of messages in your book. What do you consider to be the key message that Murphy gave? The key message, well, it's about that there are many pathways, as you spoke of before, that are preparing us for a higher level. Yet we may not realize that beyond concepts and techniques, there's a finer attention. It's a a sacred energy coming into us. And recognizing its touch is what takes us from self-awareness across the threshold into awakening. And Murphy is an advocate of what he calls getting on the bus running, uh, living in both streams at the same time, not a great, not having to go through a whole preparation or fixing myself or changing myself or changing my thinking or quieting myself in order to have at the same moment as I'm just being myself, this also this awareness of what is animating I, I want to talk about getting on the bus running more right now. It's time for us to take a break. We'll be right back with more with Fran Shaw. So please stay tuned. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Fran Shaw, who wrote the book, Lord Have Murphy. <laughs> we were talking about getting on the bus running. I, I wish you could expand on that thought, Fran, because I think it's such an important concept. What do you mean by getting on the bus running? The idea behind that is, especially in the frenetic pace of our days sometimes, uh, we think we have to quiet ourselves, quiet our thoughts, go sit in a corner somewhere, and it, it just is not, you know, m- you know, mindfulness becomes another chore on our to-do list. It's like, I'm never good enough, I never have time for it. You know? So all of these beliefs and ideas we have about mindfulness, uh, really, I don't feel after many, many, many years of experience that that's what's required, that there's um, a way to sort of cut through all that and come directly to an experience now, uh, mobilizing attention to have an experience now, even simply of my physical body just as it is. Just, just my body as it is. Uh, Murphy would Murphy would say, uh, "Skip the steps, take the elevator." <laughs> <laughs> Good yeah. old Murphy. You know, so right. you can ohm as you run for the bus. Yeah, so we're running for the bus, but you know, so I can I can have a camera on me watching me running for the bus. You know, I, I, there can be a camera on me right now. This one that's uh, speaking and this, this this these words coming out, the the gestures. My hands are gesturing. I'm I'm in an empty room, but my hands are gesturing. So it's sort of like um, this uh, sense. And Murphy talks about. Um, all of this in a chapter in Lord F. Murphy called Wake Book, where he puts it not in spiritual religious terms, but sort of as if it's were a new app for, you know, some that, uh, you know, a 30-something who's real techie. And he talks about this observing mode that one can have. It can accompany me anywhere, no matter what I'm doing. There's this impression that, for example, the camera's on me, as I was saying before, as if, as if my body's just being seen, just the physical body. And this, he calls it reality show me. So I have this impression of maybe, you know, where my shoulders are and the set of my jaw, the expression on my face, where my arms are, how my legs are, just so that you make this connection. You bring the attention into this moment. You make this connection between your mind and the body. The interesting thing is that once you can make that connection and sort of do this often, just accompanying myself with this mobilized attention, it can move into what Murphy calls receiving mode, and that's the exciting part. When my mind and body are connected in this way and my feelings are even interested in keeping this observing going, just this neutral receptivity, this witnessing, Murphy calls it receptive mode, that's when I become so sensitive, so sort of totally receptive that even finer impressions can appear. I can actually perceive this subtle energy that I mentioned before, this sacred energy penetrating the body, moving through it. And I can perceive that because I'm a human being. And when I do, then a threshold is crossed and another level of consciousness appears. 
And it can happen in 30 seconds. It can happen in five minutes. Maybe it takes 30 minutes. I don't know. Uh, it depends on all sorts of things. It, it happens when it happens. <laughs> it happens when it happens because, you see, this finer energy animating me, this higher intelligence, it's the Lord of the title, by the way. It's not just yeah, the higher I was gonna, power. I, that was my yeah. next question. Who is Lord? Lord, Lord is uh, not just a not just not a higher power only as it's, it's conventionally understood in, in religion and spirituality, but is these different uh, qualities that one can taste when one has this more awakened state happening. So it's it's love, capital L. It's higher intelligence, capital I. It's Attention, capital A, is this finer something animating me, you know, many names for it, no words for it, many names for it, Chi, Tao, Lord, Spirit, uh, Self with a capital S, this other quality that's animating us, not in my control, but, well, what I am. Not in my control, but what I am beyond form. And we can perceive that. It's our birthright to be able to live in both streams at the same moment. That would be normal man. That would be human being. My everybody self, just as it is. My Murphy, just as it is. My friend, my Irene, just as it is. And then at the same time, having this uh, sensitivity and awareness of what's flowing through the body. What's, so what's are you saying that what, what you're talking about is how to be fully human and fully divine all at the same time? Yes, because it's really w- what I am. And the problem yeah. that, that happens is that, and Murphy describes this in so many funny ways, but what happens is uh, we have this sort of, this sort of habit. I don't know if it's hardwired or not, but this sort of habit of... Um, you know, attaching the, the attention, contracting uh, to and attaching to every little passing, you know, thought, reaction, feeling, so that I really sort of go down the rabbit hole, and, and all of a sudden I'm obsessing about a thought. I'm, I'm that's my whole world has has gotten smaller. I, Murphy says it like this: Is that the sun blazing gold across the horizon? I hadn't noticed because my world has shrunk to the size of a kumquat. So, <laughs> So when I've got that kumquat mind going, and it just happens, that's what happens. Attention goes out of me, and it gets attached to something, hooked onto something. I think the Buddhist term is shempa, hooked onto something. And my, my world shrinks. And so what this book is about is, oh, wait a minute. It does take a lot for that attention to go wide again, for my awareness to expand again. I don't have to change what I'm thinking. I just can let other impressions come in, such as the quality of the light in the room right now, or the, the sound in my ears, or even the sound behind the sounds in the room, the sensation of my, the palms of my hands, the top of my head, my seat on the chair, my feet on the floor. Attention can go wide again, and so much more comes in, and that brings me really into present moment awareness. All this mindfulness practice that we're doing in the corporations, uh, in yoga classes, so wonderful because what it does is it is helping me have attention that can stay within me for a moment. Like you said, pay attention, not always easy, but if I have this little practice of, of having attention in my body, then the possibility of moving to that receptive mode and actually tasting much subtler impressions, the ones that take me into awakening, for instance, 
that can occur. So that's really what getting on the bus running means and living in both streams. That's what we're, that's what we can do. And actually we need to do that now because really we can't just retreat and go somewhere else. It just is not working in our daily lives. You know, one of the things I I appreciate so much that you did is write that article about the cell phone, because one of my big things is how can we ever get quiet enough to hear if we're always on the cell phone or texting or on the computer, you know, which I am all day, how, how can we ever hear, how can we ever get it? But just the act of working on the cell phone is a reminder to be aware I mean, I thought that was just a, a brilliant way to bring our attention to the fact that everything can bring our attention to the fact. Did that make sense? That didn't make much sense. but That made perfect sense to me because <laughs> I think what, what we're developing is this little toolbox that can, you know, we, we infuse a certain everyday moment with attention, uh, such as, you know, I put a post-it note uh, on the mirror above my sink and I see it says, you know, sense your hands or feel the water on your hands. So, you know, every day I wash my hands during the day for that day, I'm sort of infusing that with, yes, I can actually sense my hands. Oh, there's the water. Oh, there's the water spots on the faucet. You know, in other words, I can wake up during that little tiny moment. I can do it brushing my teeth. I can do it, you know, uh, on the cell phone. The thing about the cell phone that struck me uh, uh, is that's so interesting is that at random moments during the day, it rings. It rings. vibrates. It vibrates. I mean, I'm vibrating, too. In fact, I want to join this very subtle vibration, which is the life force in me. I can do that. My attention can join that life force in me and vibrate in that very, very fine way, change the frequency of, of Fran and the possibly all of us change the frequency of the planet. But the thing is that it's kind of like a neutral bell, like the temple bell in a Zen monastery that, that wakes up the monks, you know, here's something ringing at a random moment, am I here, who am I, am I awake at this moment, if not, I can then call the attention back, inhabit my body with attention, sense my hands, sense my feet, be aware of my posture, my, the, the tilt of my head, the, the sounds in the room, all these things that we've been speaking of, sensory awareness can go live, because this little neutral Bell has, you know, reminded me I can be even just, even if I could just see myself as I reach for the phone and look at the face of the phone. That's a, that's giving a moment of consciousness, conscious attention at a moment when ordinarily I'd be very automatic and maybe go into automatic pilot mode. And it's so much better when really I'm not in automatic pilot mode because I, I sort of feel like I can be prey to all sorts of things that uh, uh, I don't really have a taste for anymore. Murphy calls them knee-jerk reactions and, you know, things like that, where all of a sudden I can become this, if I'm in this automatic pilot mode, if I have no awareness in me, I can just immediately become a conduit for aggression, more aggression to come into the world. I mean, somebody steps on my toes and I'm like, here it goes, venting and more suffering coming out of me and going into somebody else. So I don't like the taste of that anymore. I'm losing my taste for that. I'd much rather, you know, you can tell that I'm sort of passionate about it. I'd much rather... Oh, yeah, I can tell that. (laughs) ...have this attention in me. I'd much rather, you know, 
be a fully human, and it's, it's not what I think it is. Being a, quote, enlightened person is not what we think it is. It's not anything we believe or have an idea about. It's really, uh, you don't reach something and then you're good to go, honey. <laughs> yeah, don't we wish. It's a daily in and out, going away. Go through the drive through and say, give me several portions of enlightenment. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, that's like Murphy says to begin the book, when will Buddha bring the ice cream? I'd like the instant enlightenment Sunday, please, with no nuts. And could I have it to go? I mean, <laughs> that's our attitude. Like, please, now, I just want it. I'll be done with it. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to go to break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about and maybe with Murphy. So stay tuned for more with Franshaw. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. When is the last time you saw sparkles of life in your day? Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to The Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Fran Shaw. We're talking about her new book, Lord Have Murphy. Um... We're going to talk a little bit about how this book came to be. Fran, how much fun was it writing this book? Because it's just so full of humor. Um, you know, tell, tell us a little bit more about Murphy and the puns and some of the things we were talking about at break. Uh, Murphy just can't resist a good pun, can't resist a good joke. And so, uh, you know, he has this... I guess it's uh, my lifetime as an English professor, you know, having, you know, read so much in both literature and, of course, spiritual books. 
So all that was at his fingertips, but he just could just, I don't know, he just came out with uh, all sorts of words. I can read you a short passage so you can hear what he sounds like, if you like. Um, let's, let's hear what Murphy has to say, what he sounds like. Well, you know, we were talking about this getting on the bus running. Uh, so Murphy has um, a chapter in here called Lord and Murphy hyphenated, because uh, he's talking about Lord and Murphy together, which is this idea of living in both streams and what a challenge it is. It's, you know, because we're going at, as he puts it, warped speed. So it's, as he puts it, the app has to be really mobile so we can check in with ourselves. But So I'll just read a little bit of it. And this is from Reality Check, and this is in Lord Have Murphy, Chapter 3. Lord and Murphy together. In theory, it's certainly possible. Other people have been able to, great teachers and masters. At one time, they've been, they've been just like us, perhaps, except for the Pleiadians. There is at least a surface awareness right now, a shape in a chair, breathing, all there is. Go deeper. Hold on. Halt. Must pause for accuracy, which apparently to me means stop. Become centered enough to notice, for starters, that sound inside my ears and the light around my arms and body. It's wonderful to sit still for a moment, relax and quiet, so subtler impressions impress. But this is not getting on the bus running. This is getting on the bus as it waits for you at the curb by the monastery. Heart closed, heart open, heart closed, like a rubber band that stretches wide, wider, and then springs back taut. People as things in my way, hard to take, the unbecoming behavior, my own included, or underneath it all, just people, fragile, tough, buffeted, trying, and a particle of the divine in every one, except those guys on the news. <laughs> no when in... When in closed mode, I should be nicer. I should be kinder. I'd settle for neutral or detesting the behavior, not the person. Like you love a toddler, despite the messes. Sounds good in theory, but how do you make yourself instantly feel a certain way? So I huff and puff to accept myself and others. Good luck pushing that boulder up the Himalayas. All sorts of manipulationships going on there. And then, in the blink of an eye, the discovery. Focused attention yields to finer attention, opening into light-flecked space where there is no should. So vibrant that every breath is not mine, but life breathing me. An energy permeating whose very nature carries the fragrance of all loving. Murphy can't accept, but this energy can. A moment in it, and there is radical change, an altogether different creature here for the moment. A quality pouring through that compels attention. We are made for love, for a flowing through into the world. Meet Lord and Murphy, human being. Wow. I love the word manipulationships. I had forgotten that that's where it was. It's one of my favorite words in your book. Can you put in a, a nutshell a couple sentences 
this new level of awareness that Murphy's trying to get us to? Well, Murphy would say that at any moment, there's a choice. In the stream or up the creek. <laughs> yep. <laughs> either, 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 you know, I'm on automatic pilot mode, which is good because then it reminds me I can, wow, okay, I've, my world has shrunk. I can, I can expand awareness again. I can listen. I can sense my body. I can have it in my body with attention. I can bring attention, mobilize attention. So I think that's the uh, most important thing that uh, we really can live in a new way. It doesn't require all the things that I think it requires or beliefs or acceptance. It doesn't require any of that from me. It's not about content. It's not about me. It's not about what I see, think, you know, expect. It's a shift. It's about connection. It's a shift into another uh, dimension that's always with us apart from this part that you know, thinks and feels and reacts. There's another dimension here, this unlimited dimension of attention. When I mobilize my attention, I can receive something from this huge dimension, and it changes everything. It's it just the goodness of it just flows through me, and, and it, it comes by its very nature with compassion and love, compassion for myself as well. So we can live in a new way. We're on the brink of discovering how mobilizing our attention can open to this whole other level of being alive. And from that uh, taste, this taste of what is in me, what I am, comes my best action in the world and my best action for others. So you're saying we can go to the land where there are no shoulds and just be. And I don't have to say just, France can say just exactly as she is. Yeah. That land can appear. And you no don't have to do so many repetitions of something. or you know, None of that. Uh, yeah, none of it's, that. It's as near as our next conscious breath. It's so near. It's what we are. We go away from it. And we may not recognize it. That's the thing. You know, you come out of yoga class and all of a sudden you feel, wow, I feel good. I feel yeah. happy. I feel balanced. I have patience in me. I, the world looks fresh and new. I mean, vivid. Uh, someone says something to me, I can be kind because there's this energy that I'm not quite recognizing, but is absolutely what's in charge for those few moments. Right. Uh, Murph's saying, let's recognize it. Let's, let's see if we can taste it deeply. And so we can live in both streams consciously. Completely, would completely change the planet. Well, the good news is that we don't know. It may not take an all huge number of people to, to change the planet. It may not take, you know, everyone embodying the energy. That seems unrealistic. But Murphy says that Let's see how he puts it. Consciousness is contagious, and it may not even have to go viral. <laughs> That's wonderful. How do you begin to experience this awakening, the, the awakening that Murphy's talking about? Where's the starting place? The starting place is always uh, with having myself just under observation, all day long, it's a, it's a going away and a coming back. So, you know, I may get go down that rabbit hole. Of course, we all do. Uh, 
it just happens, and maybe it's our best helper, too, because, you know, when it hits me over the head that I'm that upset or that taken or that lost, it's like, bam, that gets my attention. I don't like that feeling, so wait a minute. What's the Yeah, you, know, you have to stop and say, what just pushed my button? You know, why, exactly. why did that? Why, why did that push my button and I get so disjointed yes. so don't don't be concerned about the why that's like the the cell phone pinging that's like the neutral bell going off saying yeah. oh i can go wide with my attention now oh that's my reminding factor our, all of our beauties as murphy puts it are our reminding factors they the, my, my prod my murphy the thing that helps me to come back again so this calling back of the attention and just having this sense of being under observation, like I say, it can be just like a camera's on me. That my, I let my body just be seen in this posture. It doesn't matter what's seen. As I said, it's not about the content. It's about making that shift in attention more and more so I have this uh, more global awareness of my, myself here. When I can make that shift and my interest then becomes attracted to seeing myself here, sensing my body, listening, being aware of my breathing, when interest actually becomes uh, connected in that way, that can change my state. And there's lots of different degrees of that. Maybe a little bit will change it, and maybe a lot it will change it. So but it's our potential, and it's the potential in this moment. I don't have to be a certain way to wake up. Isn't that wonderful? What <laughs> you, a relief, you, right? Yeah, what a relief. <laughs> you teach people to write from a conscious state. To me, it sounds like a super conscious state. Uh, you know, how do you learn to do that? Why is it important? And how can I get that book, 50 whatever's it was? Oh, 50 Ways to Help You Write? Yes. Yeah. It's also in writing my yoga. Yeah, there's, there's lots of writing experiments in there. I, I, this shows how old I am, but I was the first person to come up with this idea of what we call free flow writing, which is to have, uh, to, before writing, uh, you, know, you can put a little springboard with a few words on a piece of paper, now I am sitting here and just put it away, and then just to take 30 seconds or a minute to uh, actually come back into, you know, the breath or just even relaxing the body, just letting a wave of relaxation flow down the body. Do not worry about what you're going to write. You want to become more and more attractive to this uh, sense of being present, you know, of really, and I know that's a buzzword today, but that I'm inhabiting, I'm sensing my, my arms, I'm sensing my legs, I'm aware of the movements in my torso with breathing. I, I'm, all of a sudden, I'm listening with both ears, both ears, not preferring any one sound to another. Maybe I have a sensation of, in my throat or the, my face, the whole of me, anything. So I treat all my students like they're undiscovered geniuses. And when they come into class, before we try to write anything, we try to come go, as I, I guess many writers do, into a state of consciousness in which something new can appear, not, my, not rehashing my old beliefs and you know, what's on the top of my head and something I read today and something that somebody else said, but actually to come into you know, muscle and tissue and breath and, and, and sights and sounds, expanding it for a moment 
so that when words start to come on the page and we write nonstop on the page, there are surprises on the page. There are things that I didn't know were in me that were waiting to be expressed because I'm tapping into really that very energy that we spoke of earlier, this, this life force energy, the source of really all creativity because, I mean, it's the source of life. It is life flowing through. We touch that for a moment and then something completely different can come on the page so that's what I do in my writing classes, and that's how I work also at the computer myself when I'm, I'm writing. You know, I try to have this uh, sense that uh, I'm more and more, I'm aware of myself, the fingers tapping on the keyboard, the sense of being seen, the quality of the light in the room, which usually gets into a much rosier glow, you know, as I bring more and more attention into my body, and that's a different uh, state really to be writing in because the way the time I like to begin to write is when I'm so engaged in this quality of awareness that it doesn't matter to me what I write. <laughs> That's and the when you pick up the flow. pen. Now, one of the questions I wanted to ask you is what lights you up. I, I think we just heard that. Oh, yes, I'm, I'm obviously really awfully passionate about this because it's just such a lifesaver. It's so freeing. I don't know anything else that, that, as it were, cuts the Gordian knot of man. You know, like, I'm a big knot sometimes and, and I, I feel, uh, discouraged or, or, or fearful and, and, At the same time as that's going on, it's possible also to come into this other stream that's always here flowing through that that I can taste. And, of course, uh, that's a freedom. That's that's something that brings freedom because all the personal then just drops away in that second. And something so enlivening, such goodness flows through that, you know, it's like, thank you. Gratitude. Thank you. (laughs) Really, I didn't Uh, know it was possible. That was a wonderful statement. The stream that's always flowing through. Always flowing through. So it's a matter of being able to tap into it. It's always there. Well, the paradox is, of course, is that we're seeking something. We're obviously all hungry for something. We're seeking it, but we won't know what it is till we find it. So uh, the thing is that I'm, this book is sort of giving some hints about finding it uh, because it is, it, it is what we are. It is it's so near. And once you find it, though, have a little taste of it, then you can find it again. So that's a lot of what the book is because I feel for myself that attention Attention, capital A, this finer attention, this, this life force, this animating attention is uh, a higher intelligence. It's what keeps my heart beating and my lungs moving, what, what animates me, what lights me up. I think attention really is our teacher because it knows better than I do. It, the unnecessary stuff falls away when I feel like I'm in that stream and it seems so much uh, wiser than, than I am. And the good news is that there are, as it were, outer teachers that embody this. And that's, that can help you, of course. That certainly helped me uh, years ago, meeting someone who was awake, who embodied this energy and, and was sort of vibrating with it. And when you're with that person, you sort of vibrate with it too. So you need to have the taste of it. But that at a certain point, the outer teacher is not necessary uh, once you have this taste because the attention that's flowing through us at every moment, capital A, call it Lord, 
call it spirit, whatever it is. It can be tasted, aspects of it can be tasted, and it is the teacher. It's the teacher for me. Now, in some ways, you had some teachings or some thoughts in your book that, you know, would be a little hard to, I guess, hard to swallow without all the humor. Um, (laughs) And the humor is so wonderful. Do you write with that kind of humor? I think we touched on this before. Do your other books have humor in them as well? Or is this just for Murphy? Well, uh, now and then there'll be something funny in there, but this Murphy voice is is just is something really new for me uh, that's come out, and I, I just think I there, there was something in me that has gotten freer, and so Murphy is somehow expressing that. Ah, and, okay. Yeah, something that gotten freer since the uh, other books, and uh, Murphy is the. I don't know, the, 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 the thing that is showing me that it's freer, because even when me, Fran, gets stuck in something, uh, and, I, uh, and I read a, a passage from this book, you know, as I say, it cheers me up. I don't remember really writing it, but it cheers me up, because somehow that book was written in a certain state, in a certain way, such that uh, there's a vibration in it, I don't know how else to describe it, uh, that, that's in the humor. It, it, when you have the humor, and you're looking at all the ways we kind of get stuck, there's no scolding tone about it. You should do this. It's just like... No. No, it's just the humor about it. Murphy actually diagnoses ways we get stuck with, like, little medical diagnoses. He tells the story of these four little different seekers, and he... This one is... This one is like this, and he says, well, this one's problem is identificationalist, judgmental, lost focusitis, you know. Well, I know what that feels like. I get judgmental and I lose focus. And there's another one. His problem is... Um, um, identification, Alice. I'm special. You're in my way, Shavitis. And I know what that <laughs> yeah. feels. Also, you know, she's yeah, wanting to the other thing that I love way. so much is your book titles. You know, the the book titles of the books people should read. I, I oh, can't good. tell you one right now off the top of my head, but you know. Oh yes, there's a whole fake funny bibliography there of spiritual books, and the titles of things like. Um, uh, you know, heal the winded child within, or uh, change your dome, change your life, or the, the one I really like is the House of Seven Gratefuls by B. Holden. You know, oh, whole- yeah. You know, you <laughs> have some things in there that just, I mean, when I read them, I just sat here and laughed. You know, yoga sutures instead of yeah, yoga sutures. <laughs> yoga sutures. You know, separating the gold from the cash. Now, that's a gem <laughs> in itself. Separating well, the gold from the cash. Yes, Murphy does not have a high opinion of the, you know uh, people in the spiritual marketplace who are under the guise of helping someone awaken. Actually, just you know, you know, give me the money. You know, so that's uh, the Jerry Maguire. Show me the money, and I'll make yeah. you enlightened. So there's a whole chapter that sort of parodies some of these. You know places and courses and books and voices that may be leading us down the garden path, but I think people are smart enough to, to recognize it. And sometimes we have to go down the garden path. We have, sometimes we have to go down these side alleys until we realize that uh, a certain you know, quality of truth that's in ourselves. But with alert attention, we can separate the gold from the cash, 
as, as yeah. you put it. As, One of my favorite phrases in the book, I, and I don't remember exactly who you were talking about, why this phrase is in there, but it's nutty as a fruitcake with a big glass of wine. W-H-I-N-E. W-H-I-N-E, wine. Yes, Murphy was talking about the different ways, the different levels of writing about spiritual matters. And this was uh, uh, the way that he considered uh, sort of like, well, he called it this, you can make spinach out of it. There's also another level called criminal, you know, where you, you know, but he gives a parody of of a certain kind of spiritual blogging. uh, And he, at the end of it, He's, you know, it sounds good. It's all this. It's all that. We're very excited about it, and uh, but really, it's um, nutty as a fruitcake with a big glass of W H I N E. A big glass of wine. Do you think Murphy's going to return again? Do you think he'll be back? Well, he sounds like he's very popular with you, Irene. (laughs) (laughs) He's very popular with me. (laughs) I love Murphy. I love the humor in this book. But I love the fact that it makes some very powerful points as well. And the points are all the clearer because of the humor. Um, I think we all need, you know, what's the song? A spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. Um, yeah. So where do you go next? What's your next thing, Fran? Oh, my goodness. I'm not quite sure uh, what's going to happen next. The um, uh, for some reason I've been very active writing little articles and I and I'm the articles I'm writing now are being sort of co-authored. I mean there are Murphy quotes in them, so it's Fran and Murphy, and some of them are appearing in, in different places uh, on Beliefnet and Elephant Journal and some of the the big sites. So that's happening. I'm not quite sure. What would you like to see me do, Irene? <laughs> More Murphy for one. Um, More Murphy. <laughs> Yeah, I'd love to, uh, I don't know, there's just so many things I'd love to see. You know, I'd love to see somebody write something that said very clearly, you have everything in you that you need to know. Go find it. So funny because the first page of my last book uh, begins, everything we need is here in us. Wow. So you you took it right off out of the ether. It's already been. I need to read the book. read that book. That's notes on the next attention, and you can read passages of that also on on franchisebooks.com. But um, yes, everything we need is here in us. Everything we need for fuller being. There's this kind of sacred descent of attention in us, and if I can relax inside and just let it flow in in the moment. Something completely new appears in my way of being alive. So that's what uh, the last book is about. That's what this book is about, but with the humor, as you say. Yeah. yeah. We're right up at the end of the show, I hate to say. We are at the end. What's the thought that you or Murphy or both of you together would like to leave the listeners today? Well, I wish for everyone is just to be able to, you know, see how it is so that we can actually sort of laugh about where we get stuck because nothing is really stuck. 
you know, I have these beliefs about myself and thoughts about myself, but, you know, there's an intelligence in us that bypasses thoughts. We can taste it. We can access it. And then all of that burden just drops away in a moment. That can happen for all of us, and it can happen at any moment. So that's what I wish for all of us, a freedom and laughter and joy and awakening. And awakening. Fran, thank you so much to you and Murphy for being with us today. My pleasure, Irene. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute delight. This is Irene Conlon and my guest, Fran Shaw, saying thank you so much for being with us today and come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for The Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.